when I gaze into the night sky and see the works of your fingers, the moon and stars suspended in
That was Mr. Alan Klein under the direction of Vance Music Director, Mrs. Debbie Briding. Thank you both. Perhaps the only thing that can possibly follow that is the word of the Lord. So hear this word. This is from Ruth. I'm going to preach from Ruth today. If you are a typical Presbyterian, the only thing you know about Ruth is what I'm about to read. But there's actually four chapters in this book. It's a really exciting story. And it's pretty sexy, too, in some parts. I'll get to that. But beginning at the first, in the first chapter, in the first verse, this is what we hear. In the days when judges ruled, so before the kings, there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem in Judea went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Emelak, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephraimites from Bethlehem of Judea, of Judah, excuse me. They went to the country of Moab and remained there. But Emelak, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with only her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Orpah, which, by the way, is where Oprah Winfrey's name comes from. They misspelled it on the birth certificate. And the name of the other was Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malon and Chilion also died. So the woman was left without her two sons and without her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and had given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, And they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, no, we will not return. Oh, no, we will return with you and your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughter. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am old and have I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against you. Against me. 
Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well. If even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. Then we hear today from the Gospel of Mark. We're getting back to the Gospel of Mark. The 12th chapter. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well. The scribe asked Jesus, which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered, the first is hero Israel, the Lord your God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that. He is one and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared ask Jesus any question. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Till death do us part. You heard that? Till death do us part. It's in marriage vows. Oftentimes, the text that I read here, your people will be my people. Where you go, I will go. I will follow you even unto death. That text is often part of weddings. A bit ironic, perhaps, given that it was a mother-in-law talking to her daughter-in-law when it happened, not two people getting married, but... Nonetheless, the commitment is equally as fervent. 
See, the irony of this text is that Orpah does exactly what her mother-in-law asks of her. Naomi knows that the life they are about to begin going from Moab to Judah is going to be a long trek. It's going to be dangerous for women to do by themselves. It's going to be tiring. And there is little chance that the Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, will be accepted once they get to Judah because they are foreign scum. Or at least that's how they're looked upon. There was great ethnic and national tensions between these two lands. The Moabite women would be what we might call now illegal aliens. They wouldn't be welcomed in. Now, Naomi would because she was from that land. She was from Bethlehem. But they had left Bethlehem to go to Moab because there was no food in Bethlehem, which is only ironic because Bethlehem literally means the house of bread. They flee from the house of bread because there is no bread in the land. And they try to return from Moab, that nasty country, back to Judah to find bread in the house of bread where there had been none. Now, for many of you, that's probably all of this story that you know. What you miss is the beauty of the story, if that's all you know. Because, yes, there is this lovely commitment, almost like a marriage between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, Naomi and Ruth. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. They cling to one another, and they go through the rest of life together. But they live a hard life in the interim. They enter the land of Judah where the Hebrew people are, where the Jews are, and the Jews are following Levitical law that says, in the corners of your fields, leave some grain so the poorest of the poor can have something to eat. And Naomi, because she's old, stays home. But Ruth, who knows the rules of the Jews because her mother-in-law has taught them to her, goes and gleans in the field the scraps that are left. What in our age would be pig food, but the Jews don't have pigs, of course. And the owner of the field, Boaz, sees Ruth, and she must have been a haughty. Because his eyes go, and he says to his men, don't just leave the little scraps that we usually leave for the poor. Leave her some better scraps. And 
And she goes and gleans the better scraps. And Naomi is no fool. She realizes that Boaz is warm for Ruth's form. I told you this was a sexy story. Stay with me, people. And she goes at night on the threshing floor where he sleeps, and she uncovers his feet with the blanket that was covered, moves the blanket and uncovers his feet. By the way, feet is a metaphor in Hebrew for other parts of the body. Nobody knows what she uncovered. And she lays down beside him, and he is enamored with this beautiful woman, a Moabite, a foreigner, an illegal alien, but yet finds her to be his true love. And the text that we hear at the beginning of this, of this story where it says between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law where you go I will go what you do I will do your people will be my people I will embrace you as my own <clears throat> could just as easily have been said from Boaz to Ruth Oh, and by the way, don't miss the whole point of the story, which is, and through through Ruth, Boaz begat Obed. And Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse begat Joseph. And Joseph begat Jesus. The tale in Matthew where the genealogy of Jesus is laid out for us is remarkable because it has wanton women in it. Rahab, who was a harlot and a prostitute. Ruth, who was a foreigner, an alien, a legal alien. Mary, who was a single mom. And yet God thinks enough of these people to remind us that they are part of the lineage of Jesus of Nazareth, the one who is our Lord and Savior. See, today we're going to take in new members. We're going to baptize people in the faith, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to welcome them in to this fold. Oftentimes we talk about a family of faith. Now we have to be careful about those metaphors for some people because for some people family is not a positive word. But in its best, at its best, and in its intent, family is a group of people who embrace one another, who love one another, who endure each other's faults and flaws. A 
Our brilliant little theologian, Quentin, said it best. When I was asking them about church, do you remember what he said? He said, church is the place you can never get kicked out of. As somebody who has worked with gay kids in my lifetime, I can't tell you what a profound statement that is. No matter what you have done, Christ can forgive it. And if Christ can forgive it, forgive it as Christians, Christ followers, we can too. And we embrace into our fold people who, just like us, have flaws and foibles and are fantastic. Thanks be to God. Amen.